Hello friends, my name is James Hawkins Jones, and as always I'm joined by my good friends Brian Castiglione and Anthony Alessino, as well as my younger brother, Jack Hawkins Jones. On this show we're all about parlays, overs, unders, spreads, and money lines. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Parlay What is up, everybody, and welcome back to the Parlay Vu podcast. If you do not follow us on Instagram, at HOH Podcasting, you might have been looking for an episode on Tuesday. We announced on the Instagram we are going to not have a podcast on Tuesday in light of the tragic events that occurred on Monday Night Football with DeMar Hamlin. Just didn't seem right to be talking about spreads and playoffs and betting when the only thing anyone should be thinking about in that time was... DeMar's life, so we decided we're not doing the show. Here we are on Thursday, and today at about noon, 11.30, we got very positive news about DeMar Hamlin. He woke up last night. He's been gripping hands of family members, and he wrote, everyone's heard it by now. First thing he did, pen and paper, asked if they won the game. Absolute fucking legend, dude. What a football guy. Going through, you weren't watching it, right? Well, when it happened, it on about after I texted you, I heard you texted, texted yeah. us. Yeah. So he was on the ground. All right, yeah. same thing. Yeah. All right. So I had the game on. Yeah, yeah. I had the game on. Watch the kickoff. Kickoff happened. They go to commercial. I'm like down on my phone texting my buddy Zach, and I'm like at this point ripping about the Jets about why it's not all on Zach Wilson. Right. We'll get to that later. So I'm looking down at my phone for a little bit, and I look up, and I see Josh Allen covering his hand. His his mouth with his hands, yeah. tears in his eyes. I'm like, yo, what? And I see Stefan Diggs, and you could read his lips. He's going, what the? Uh, oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah. Then you look over. There's another defensive player on the Bills, like bent over, looked like he was crying. You know, you just saw the shoulders bobbing up and down. Not a normal. And then it cuts to a bunch of players and at you know around Demar with the ambulance on the field, and I go, oh my god, this is crazy yeah. did someone just die that's yeah. literally what i said out loud i in my 25 years that i've been around the game as a player as a fan now as a podcaster i've seen an ambulance on a field twice one time yeah. was in high school in a game i was playing for a head and neck injury and last night so instantly what i'm thinking because i didn't see what happened like a dennis bird type of a deal eric garner is the Rutgers player right like one of those kind of deals is instantly what I'm thinking of. And then I go to Twitter and I see the clip and it's very apparent, very quick that something tragic is taking yeah. place. Something that's wrong, that is not a football play, that is not a typical football injury is happening. And this is very serious. And now we can't get any news. If you were watching at the time, they the guys in the booth hadn't, they, no they're yeah. like, we're trying to get more updates. We're being told he's being worked on. And then they kept going to that crew. You know, hats off to the crew, yeah. Susie, Adam, and Booger. Yeah. Booger obviously yeah. did not want to talk about it no, because this all. is a man who did, I think, 11 years in the league-ish, 12, something like. He didn't want to – like, obviously, he didn't want to talk about it, but they. I thought other than Susie was kind of peppering him a little bit early on, but I thought they handled it pretty well. So did Buck and, yeah. and Aikman. 
Yeah, no, they, they did. Everyone, everyone handled it job. incredibly okay. well, including the medical staff. Oh, yeah. Shout out. And they deserve a fucking yeah. parade. We got a shout out. I don't want to fucking get the guy's name wrong. I I, Denny Kellenberger. or may, I don't know if the last name's right. First name, definitely Denny. Who is he's a Bill's assistant or a, a medical member of the Bill's medical team. And he was the one working on him. He was the first one doing CPR on him. His name isn't being said enough now. After the fact that it, that tomorrow's okay, and people are, it's his name is getting spread all over Twitter and everything. Shout out that guy because he is, uh, yeah, Denny Kellington. Is Denny Kellington. Yeah. I said Kellenberg. So shout out Denny Kellington for having a large part to do with saving that man's life. The hospital, the hospital staff already said, uh, like we need to give the roses to the medical staff for Cincinnati and for Buffalo. Because they, what they did, saved Demar's life on the field Monday so it was night. Absolutely vital, and bringing him. And back. they said what they said was this should be used as textbook for every NFL team. And it probably will be. Honestly. And but so here's the other thing too, unless you're already inside of a hospital, right? The safest place to collapse is an NFL field. Like they had one of the reasons that they didn't rush to get him in the ambulance was they had all of the equipment they needed there right. to get him breathing and until he was like breathing stable. and stable right. they weren't going to put him in the ambulance so that was the first good sign the second good sign to me was that after they got off the field they actually waited in the parking garage for security to get his mother down to get yeah, in the ambulance that. to ride with him so that so you to, don't know if that's a well that's either a great thing. sign or a terrible yeah, sign yeah, but yeah. it wound up being a great sign Shortly Sorry. after that, we got news that he was breathing on the ventilator and that they brought him back. But as this is going on, we don't have much. You know, We got little to no update throughout the night. I think it was like 4.30 in the morning was when we got the update that he was I try to stay in critical like but stable condition. While this is going on, I'm sitting there and I'm watching it. And then after I watched the replay, that's when it really like set in. And I was disturbed a little bit. Like as what was We always kind of thought... We might see something like this happen on a football field one day because it's a violent game, mm-hmm. but not for this reason right. or under these circumstances. And like to be completely honest with you, it was the first time in my short life that I actually like thought about my own mortality. And right then and there, sitting in the in the room watching the game, I said a prayer for him, and I haven't prayed in years. Right. But I just naturally felt like I this man needs a prayer right now from everyone that he can get. And I'm not a super religious guy, but people do. Everyone's saying right now, God is a great man. And it's amazing what you can do with faith. We still don't have updates, but the one thing everyone's saying is commodio cordis, right? That's what it, that's what it was. Yeah. That's what, so yeah. commodio cordis has a 34% survival rate. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, because, so I, because the only way to recover from that is an AED. Which they, right. had, like which they had at the stadium, but happens in the mall. You know what I mean? Like, right. there might not be someone who knows right, how to operate. But, an AED. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, it has to happen in the right spot. So, is that, it's hard because it's hard to talk about it because. To be completely honest with you, I initially didn't really want to talk about it, but I kind of just felt like we have no business coming here twice a week and talking about this game, this sport. If we're going to avoid the things that are difficult to talk about too, right? And another thing that may like I didn't want to come in and talk about anything on Tuesday at all. The good news that we got today made me feel better about coming and and discussing it a little bit. 
I just everything seemed. They said right now, best case scenario is that he's the man he was before the game. Right. Which, going into that, like even when they said he was, they put him in a medically induced coma. His heart was beating, but that you're, you know, how much oxygen and brain and blood was lost to the brain while they were working on him. Right. We don't. Neurological functioning seems to be active and rel- and normal. I mean, we'll know, like God willing. Consciously, kind of what's going on. He knew the game. You know, well, I, the first thing he did was grab a pen and paper and write or ask so for, you know, shows like, right, he knew was going like on. if he, he could write to me, I'm no medical professional. I have an associate's degree in liberal arts. <laughs> but if you can write down a sentence on a piece of paper, uh, something's got to be going right. right. right? He said there's no neurological damage, as it were. which is a small miracle. Yeah, it might be more than small. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Seriously. I, I think it's too soon to talk about it, but I do wonder if, well, I don't want to dissect it. I just wanted I to kind of. if he of... ever plays again. Oh, if he ever plays again? That's not the conversation we're ready to have yet, I don't think, brother. I don't think, I don't I think, think anyone's ready for that yet. I, the conversation what, you know that people are having is the lack of guaranteed contracts in the NFL. One. Number two. Number two, this is a two-year player. You need four years to be a vested uh, employee of the NFL, which means you need four complete service years to get the pension and the lifelong benefits. So, and I believe they will, one, because the Buffalo Bills are a tremendous organization. But if this man never plays again, he needs to be taken care of forever. I'm sure like, he will. they need to take sure care. They need to take care of his medical bills. Yeah. They need to take care of him the rest of the way. Because this is kind of, and we were poking fun of it. Le'Veon Bell put himself into the mix saying, oh, yeah. I was right in 2018. I'm not here to have that conversation right now. What do you but mean? I, what, do you, what do you mean? I saw that, but what do you mean by that? What, what do you mean by that? When he had his contract hold out because the initial – that contract oh, is still – that's what that was over, his initial – The guaranteed money, yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know we were bringing that into it. Well, because someone brought up how the contracts need to be guaranteed in the NFL, and he quote-tweeted it and said, oh, I was right all the way back in 2018. So we're going to call that – we're going to call that – like, we're going to – like, see, this is where I differ, and I hate – I Well, I don't want to even yeah, touch that with a 10-foot stick. Yeah. He's not in the I league. I wouldn't call you know? that – I would call this a, a freak accident. I wouldn't call this – a normal football play that could happen any given Sunday. Yes, in theory, well, it definitely it, can. Theoretically, yes, in but theory, this is not something we see. Can. This is not like, I mean, people, listen, guys who have played have said, like, I forgot. The doctor I was listening to about this, he said the odds of this happening is almost being hit at the exact same time with chest, chest, right? Uh, it's crazy. Blunt force trauma to the That's chest. That's what it is. Blunt force right? trauma to the chest at, at the, the perfectly wrong time. At the To the millisecond, right? Yeah. Is worse than, well, it's greater odds than winning the lotto, right? Yeah. There was this was not malicious. There was no part of T. Higgins that was like, "I want to hurt this guy," right. or, or he, even him saying, "I want to hurt T. Higgins." It wasn't. It was a football play. It really was. You yeah, know what I mean? So for all, people coming from the woodworks like Le'Veon Bell and talking about this and talking about that, and I and I get it. There's a time for that, but right now. It's not, it's not the time. You know what I mean? Like, bring it up in the next CBA deal. The, like, what are we doing? The like, only thing that matters until DeMar Hamlin is released from the University of Cincinnati Hospital is DeMar Hamlin's life and health and well-being and the health and well-being of his parents and his family. Could you imagine being – this is a football parent's worst nightmare. And then you see something like like any injury on a football field. Any injury on a football field. Well, yeah, but – this to this extent, playing football yeah. at this level—it's a violent game. But this is not something that Ryan Clark people are regularly signing. Like people don't sign up for this. Did when you watch Ryan football. Clark? 
Right yeah, I saw everything. Yeah. Everything a, a former player had. And yeah. Ryan Clark is a guy that was had yeah. to be stopped from playing in Denver with his sickle cell because he almost died. Yeah. 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 And he was like, you know, I think, did you see that? Did you see him? He basically, sum it up, was basically like, you know, we all take it as a cliche and as like a saying, like, we would die for this. Or like, leave it yeah, all Yeah, it's hyperbole. Field. Yeah, that's like, what he said. Yeah, right. leave, leave it all on the field or blah, blah, blah. And he's like, nah, like, we would really die for this. He's like, and this kid woke up today saying, I'm in a game for, you know, to crown the best in the AFC or, you know, whatever. We, we saw that this was a potential playoff matchup. We Everybody knew that. This yeah. was like the probably the most anticipated Monday Night Football game all year. And then yeah, for it to end like that, hey, I would die for this. 24 years old, you know? But the good the good out of this now that obviously he's on the recovery is the the toy drive people coming right. together yeah. and doing things like that is kind of to me it's just it's it it, it really does it makes that's that's one of the things that shook me up the most what above I, all else what i said to emily like last night three million overnight yeah, it's like it's wow crazy. people really give a fuck by lunchtime on tuesday it was five and a half million yeah, oh it's, it's over crazy. it's like yeah, 6.8 yeah yeah but this is what I said to Emily last night. It was like, it's the one of those beautiful moments with humanity where it's a situation like this, where it's unthinkable and there's nothing you can do. Well, no, there's something I can do. What can we do? This is it. And it blows up right. like crazy, yeah. you know? I mean, it's sad that something has to happen for humans to have humanity most of the time. Yeah. That's usually how it works. But this kid's got heart, man. And for to make the improvements he's made in, in, in such a short time, I mean, he could really be the, he could really be like, he could be so, he's, he's already so much more than a football player at this point or an athlete. Mm-hmm. He could really, 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 really do something with this. If he, if he does recover as well as they hope that he does, as far as humanitarian efforts, as right. far as being um, a poster boy for all sorts of, I mean, all sorts of NFL, NFL should, you know what I mean? Like right. this is a tremendous, a small miracle. Small miracle. Yeah. No, nothing short of a small. But it's miracle. hard because, for it, it, it to, the, 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 the ugly side to it, besides obviously what happened, is the Stephen A. Smith. I'm um, sorry, Skip Bayless tweet. The sh- okay. But we're not going to talk about that. Take I don't it want out of, to. Take it out I of just, context or not. No, no, or not. But people kind of just looking for something. To pick apart, like perfect. I'll give you. Well, leave Skip Bayless alone. I got go ahead because I don't know if this is my example where I have an opinion on that I have no problem about the saying. NFL not shutting the game. No, 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 no. That I fuck that. I have no. That I think it got way blown Wait, out. And that's what I'm saying. Way blown out. And, that, and that's the NFL saying. was never going to force them to bring. And that that's game. what I'm saying. This no. is an unprecedented. So many people so, were like, yeah. the NFL's the NFL's the NFL prepared. They tried to. No, was they didn't. Never going to no, force them to play. There was this no game. anticipation that that thing. No. The, the ref was like, everybody calm down. The belief is that, like, because they were trying to make the argument that people were warming up, but the belief was that they didn't see what was going on in the field. They were just in the usual motions. All right, someone's injured. They'll bring the card out. I'll just start warming up on the side. And then when things wound up going on longer than they did, they were like, okay, something's wrong now. But people were trying to. The ref went over. The ref went over to Zach Taylor and said, "All right, if like, if you know, this is something we got to figure out. If we're gonna something like that, we got to figure out like what we're gonna do with this game." And Zach said, let me go over there and coach uh, and talk to Coach McDermott face-to-face. I'm not doing this. He walked over there. The first thing Sean McDermott said was, I need to be at the hospital with DeMar right now. I cannot be coaching this game. Yeah, yeah, and Zach Taylor said, all right, boys, to the fucking locker room. 
And then the teams went to the locker rooms. And from my opinion, that was it. From my opinion, the minute I saw an ambulance well, yeah, on the field, that was it. Yeah, the minute no the way. ambulance comes out, it's over. They're, I was like, they're not playing this game tonight. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to finish it, but it's NFL not happening too, tonight. Bro, Diggs hops in an Uber and, and goes to the hospital and stays there. Apparently, they're tight. They've got to no, be well, tight if he did that. That's some yeah. grown man. That's yeah, 100%. Some, that's 100%. 100%. And then the, T. Higgins didn't leave. T. Higgins was at the hospital for at least a day. If I think he might have been there, did not leave the hospital until Demar woke up. That is some emotional shit. Yeah, for for everybody involved, everyone in the field, T. Higgins. Oh my god! In the moment when we all thought they might be playing this game, if if you were watching still at that point, Stephon Diggs turned around and started yelling at the team, and get you like fire, trying to trying to get him back. Let's go! We're gonna do this shit. Like, and I looked at Emily. I said, if they play this game. Diggs is going for 250 yards. <laughs> He'll light this place I, on fire. <laughs> I was like, if they continue to play this football game, Probably. Stephon Diggs is going to find a way. I don't know who said it, but the one thing I do agree with is there's no reason to continue this game because all anybody's ever going to think about when they reline up in a, yeah, one, in a first and 10 at the 30-yard line is what happened the previous play two weeks ago. Right. Just who gives a fuck? Let it die. Let let it. That's it. Let like Move on. We're, we're both in the playoffs. I understand there's some home field advantages. Figure out another way to. to doesn't matter. To They'll figure it out. That. It doesn't yeah. matter. We'll figure it out. But it, replaying that game never mattered to me. Get finishing it, getting result to me. I never thought it was relevant. Um, if they said, "Oh, we're gonna play tomorrow night on Tuesday," first of all, that's how people get hurt when you when you're thinking about something like that and right. you're not thinking about going full speed. That's when people get hurt. That's not gonna be a good game if you put those boys back out there on Tuesday and we still had no. Not the, op- the updates we got today about Demar. We, you know, we didn't get much on Tuesday, and he's still in the hospital unconscious. You think any of these boys are going to be out there playing good football on either side? No shot. It never would have worked out. What I wanted to say, and I'll be quick about it, about people looking at this and trying to make it a, a point or a talking point or an argument. The ho- the ambulance is still on the fucking football field, okay, in Cincinnati, and Anderson Cooper is making it about the vaccine on CNN. Yeah. Go yeah. fuck yourself. Yeah. You're a piece of shit. Fuck you. There's a 24-year-old man fighting for his life on the ground yeah. of a football yeah. field, and you're making this about the vaccine? Don't worry Go about fuck yourself. And that's all I have to say about that. Just... Well, not even the news. People on Twitter were doing the – the vaccine was a hop on right away, people yeah, blaming the vaccine. Fuck you. You're a scumbag. What we were in terms of things that – are secondary, not even secondary, tertiary and beyond in importance to Demar. What? No, keep going. In 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 regards to Demar and his well-being being the above all number one most important thing. There are things that need to, needed to be figured out. Whether it was the game, right? A lot of things were left having to be figured out due to this lack of a game on Monday night. Yeah. Not that they're anywhere near as important. It's. Very small in terms of importance, but one of those things is fantasy football, yeah, deal, I was right? Say the same thing, yeah. So what the vamp, the first year of the Vampire League championship game, Bank Sinatra, Joe C. Going into Monday night, Bank Sinatra has a ten point lead. He's done. Joe C. has Dawson Knox. Yeah, that is horrific. I right. didn't even look it up yeah. because of everything that was going on. I am finding this out live yeah. right now. Yeah. And so this is some other stuff that you might both be finding out live. No, I know about. Um. So te- this game went final now. So th- on the technicality, Bank Bank Sinatra wins. Spoke to Bank earlier in the week. He has already taken this money before. We didn't pay him yet. 
He's already taken this money on top of money he won in another fantasy league. He donated it all to DeMar's GoFundMe. Jeez. You knew that? No. He, that I didn't know. Would you, he also he could not take the win on a technicality. He offered to initiate a 70-30 split with Joe C on the $1,000 cash prize. Because it was 70% chance that he would win before the game started. Yeah. So those were the two things that Bank Sinatra has done since, you know, in dealing with this. And then the other thing he said with the barbecue, eventually a later date down the line, he wants to get as many people from the league to come and we're all going to do the barbecue together. That's on him. That's okay. what he wants to do with the barbecue. Okay. So that's how we, I mean, by the, the technic, they decided today they're not playing this game. They're not going to finish this game. They did decide that today. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. Bank Sinatra is the champion of the Vampire League. Congrats. But we do, you know, what a we weird. do have, and this was a winner take all league. So we, he, I won't lie. he reached out about weird. doing the split because he's like, I can't just, you know, right. take, but he did go and take the whole thousand plus sum and sent it to DeMar's GoFundMe. And then we're going to split the 70 30 with Joe and, and Bank Sinatra. Just wanted to get that out of the way. Yeah. I know it's nowhere near as important, but look, we, cause I, so I had initially reached out that they were both asking me what's going on. Right. And Joe reached out to me Tuesday night and I'm like, dude, I haven't even thought about it yet. Like I'm, it's, I haven't even considered what we're going to do. I wanted to see what they were going to do with the game first. And I said, let's see what happens if they finish this game. If they don't finish this game, I'm like kind of thinking about just donating the money, but I'm not going to take money out of your guys' hands. So right. like it's up. And then bank hit me with the, uh, I already did that. It's already done. So I was like, all right, cool. So it all worked out. Nice. That's the Vampire League, uh, yeah. the way the championship goes down in year one. And we'll play again next year. And we'll see how it goes. Anything more on the Demar situation? Best of luck, thoughts and yeah. prayers. Hope to, hope to see you on your feet soon. Yeah. If it's a possibility and you wish to pursue playing, I wish him all of the luck in that as well. Yeah, definitely. That's a far conversation from today, though. He's a warrior, that kid. Absolute legend. I, mean, I think he's gonna shock the world. I do, but that's that's for a different time. College football playoffs. Transitions are fun. It's so hard. It's so it, it's so <laughs> it's hard. so hard to this have actually, the conversation we just had, and now we're gonna go and talk about truthfully, the games. Truthfully, truthfully, like, this is actually harder than I thought it'd be. Transitioning and no, and no, now, no. Just just talking about this, and then going and not even the transition, just the show in general. It's just it's just so hard because in the back of your mind, you're like, does it really fucking matter? And is that negative? Yep. Yeah, I mean, maybe, but it's like. Damn, you know, does it actually really matter, any of this? But, sure, let's do it. College football playoffs. Jim Harbaugh is now 0-6 in the postseason as the head coach of the Michigan program. Not good. Less than ideal. They came out in that game, and TCU, if you don't love the Max Duggan story, do you know the Max Duggan story? No. Do you, Brian? I do not. Google him because I don't want to fuck it up, but he had, I believe at TCU, had an issue with his heart after his first year starting, had open heart surgery, they fixed it, came back, redshirted a year, 
comes back, wins the starting job the next year, plays that year, end of the year, coach gets fired. Mm-hmm. Now we're into this past training camp, right? Mm-hmm. New coach comes in, loses the starting job. That guy gets hurt game one or game two. Max Duggan takes them on this tri- Herculean ride they've been on all season, now through a playoff game into the Natty. The Red Rocket 2.0. Andy Dalton also played at TCU. He's also he got really? the. Yeah. I didn't know that. Damn. They're fast. Their skill players are exciting. That was one hell of a game against Michigan. Michigan yeah. made it interesting in the third and fourth quarter. They just, I mean, losing Blake Corum earlier in the year was obviously a problem for them. And shout out to TCU. You know, they they played the game they had to play. They hit the chunk plays, and they scored big, and I put money on them. I thought that they would advance in this game. And they're moving on. The late game, Ohio State versus Georgia. In a game that features, depending on who you talk to, anywhere from four to six first-rounders on this Georgia Bulldogs team and NFL talent all over the field, C.J. Stroud was the best player in that game by a long shot. Mm -hmm. Didn't love what Ryan Day was doing at the end of the game. You're bullying these kids all game, bullying the shit out of them. They come back, they go up by one late. Now all of a sudden we get to around the 50-yard field goal range in college, and now we're playing for a field goal. C.J. Stroud is not a runner. That entire like last two drives, he's just taken off and running because they're playing in man coverage without a spy and turning their backs to him, taking off running up and down the field. Um, kicked a 50-yard field goal. It's absolute knuckleball, not even close, never has a chance. And a game that I thought that they largely – Dominated, honestly. I know Marvin Harrison Jr. going out hurt them. Don't have a problem with that play. The targeting? It's not targeting. Well, the, the, yeah. the, well they threw the flag and then they picked it up after they reviewed it. The best mm-hmm. wide receiver in the country who is not even draft eligible, and he's the best college fo- uh, receiver in the country, hands down, has got the ball on his way to his hands, open in the back corner of an end zone of a playoff game, and the only thing that you can do is try to blast him. He didn't have helmet to helmet him. He didn't drop the crown of his helmet. He dropped his shoulder and made a football play. And I'm glad they picked that that one up. The earlier targeting call at the end of the TCU game, I also didn't think was targeting. But I also just don't believe you're going to throw that flag and and confirm it on the last play of the game anyway. If that play happens at like in the start of the third quarter, they, maybe they don't pick that flag up. Georgia just finds a way, despite the fact that what uh, who a lot of people are saying is the number one non-quarterback prospect in this draft. Again, depending on who you talk to, Jalen uh, Carter, nowhere to be found on the field all night. Defensive tackle, nowhere to be found. Ohio State did a tremendous job with them. It just, not that I don't, I mean, I know in the world of college football, people hate Ohio State fans and Ohio State unless you're one of them. Kind of sucks for them. Like, I, being someone who isn't that invested into college football fandom, like, I don't have a team that I love or a conference that I love, and I got to hate everybody else. It sucks for them. They should have won that game. They're up by 14 with, what, four or five minutes left, something like that. 
they wound yeah. up getting it done. Georgia scores 18 in the fourth. Yeah, and the one touchdown was they got this track star wide receiver who just did, hit him with a double move, and the guy fell down. And yeah, they were like Stetson Bennett threw the ball from like his own three. The guy just burned him on a double move and see ya. There was no, he fell. So there was like nobody that, there. That That's place. a chunk play touchdown, like an eighty something yard touchdown pass, whatever it was. Then they get the stop, they get the ball back, and they go up, they score, they go up by one, and that was how it went down. Most of that game, Stetson Bennett was not who Stetson Bennett has been and how he has made his name for himself. Talk about stories. Stetson Bennett's another story you got to kind of love, right? You familiar with Stetson? Walked on at Georgia. Uh, didn't make the team or Justin Fields uh, com commits or whatever. Goes to Juco. I could have that backwards. He could have went to Juco right out of the gate. I think he walked on at Georgia first, then goes to Juco. Lights it up in Juco. Justin Fields pulls and hits the transfer portal for Ohio State. He comes back, walks on there, makes the team, climbs the depth chart, becomes the starter for the last three years now, I think. He's a 60-year senior. He's 25 years old. He's a gamer. He's born and raised Georgia Bulldog fan. He's from like two towns over from where the school is. Cool to see him living out his dreams. He's like 5'10". Take it easy. <laughs> I don't. Th I don't think this. I think this is the end of the rope for Stetson. Next week, this coming week is the end of the rope. I think they say he's a day day three or undrafted. Yeah, probably. I mean, he doesn't have a you know all these guys who are little. Well, we've seen day three years, dude. We've seen them. No, 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 day three years. Yeah, guys who are shorter on the. I've yeah. said this on the pod. I think yeah. I'm done taking quarterbacks that are shorter than six foot two. Yeah. I'm absolutely over it. The ones that we do take, for the most part. Mobile, right? Intangible stuff. They're either mobile, they're great runners, rocket for an arm, whatever it is. Stetson's not much of that. He's just a solid, smart quarterback who's got touch accuracy. Kind of reminds you like Chad a little bit. See a lot I mean, of Chad in his yeah, game. Yeah, I mean, we compare. It's so weird. Chad has got to be the name that comes up the most with, when you compare somebody. Like and Chad, Chad was, like, pretty decent. No, Chad was very good. No, but he was mad decent. Before, before <laughs> his shoulder got destroyed, he never had a rocket arm. No. He was super no. accurate. He still has the highest career completion yeah. percentage yeah. in the NFL, 70.5% or something like that. Yeah. It's not a bad comparison. People think about Chad poorly because of, one, the way it went down, getting ousted for a washed Brett Favre. And because after the third arm and shoulder injury, it was sad. The defensive backs would stop running after the receivers after they got 20 yards downfield. they just take it off the gas because they knew Chad couldn't get it that deep. But he was super accurate. So I don't think it's a bad comparison to compare someone to Chad. Chad Pennington was six foot four, six foot five. Though. No, no. Well, what I'm saying is, you know, if that's what Stenson is, I mean, Chad ain't bad. You know what I mean? Like. I don't think you're giving him too much credit, if anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, it's like the archetype thing that I'm yeah, going yeah. for. Yeah, no, I get know? it. I get it. Yeah. So going to this game, TCU playing Georgia national championship line. Last I checked, was twelve and a half. Uh, let me pull it up here real quick. That's my bad. I didn't know. I have the game in my bedroom. I thought it bounced. Oh, it's all good. Last I looked, which was a couple of days ago, Georgia was favored by twelve and a half points. Didn't see what the over under was. TCU, I was seeing three so, plus three fifty. Um, it's actually Georgia right now is minus twelve and a half. The yeah. over is sixty two and a half. Hmm. 
So it's not high enough. What? So what's not the high enough? No, what's the money line? They, the money line. Dude, TCU on just TCU scored fifty-one is, uh, points last week. <laughs> the money line on TCU is plus three fifty. Yeah. So look, I'm betting on TCU. This will, this will now be no short, no less than the fourteenth ticket this year that I've had TCU on. I'm not going to stop now. I've been betting on these guys, whether straight or in teases or parlays okay, or whatever. For me, the bet's TCU money line over 62.5 parlay, and then I'll do them both separately. Dude, there's I've not all season have I seen an over-under in a high-scoring college game that I was scared at. I took Oregon in a game this year, Oregon in the over, and the over-under was 71.5 points, and I took the over, and it hit. You, you were taking money line in the over? Yeah. Plus 625. Yeah, lock that in. Go Horn Frogs. Hypnotoad is the greatest thing that ever happened to that fucking school, okay. dude. So, i less of a college fan than you. I'm going Georgia and the under. I'm going to go TCU. Going George, George, Georgia with the points? Um, No. Probably not. I think it's a closer game. So, you're going to spend a lot of fucking money to take Georgia's money line. That's got to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. It's got to be what? I'm not Minus actually going to touch the game because I don't watch college. But uh, George is, like, way better. We could all say that. The talent on that team is way better. Yeah. Really not close. How many TCU guys are going to go pro this year? Two, maybe. How many How many guys from Georgia are going to go pro on the, the offensive line? This year, you know, whatever. I mean, there's one in the first round. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Like that's what I mean. Like, I mean, the, the, so that's like you got Keely Ringo, the cornerback for Georgia, first projected first round pick, projected Brian. first safety off the uh, first cornerback off the board, right? Uh, yeah, depending on who you talk to and yeah. who you listen to, and um, Quentin Johnston, first round wide receiver. So, what Georgia? has the speed, the talent and the speed guys to match up with TCU, which is one of the only things that worries me to a degree because TCU's major advantage over Michigan was the speed and the athleticism on the outside. And that still wound up being a one-possession game and when it was all said and done. Right. Right? Don't get me wrong. I could see Georgia doing this. One, I'm not a huge fan of, of rooting for someone to get their second back-to-back win in college. It's just not for me. And like I said, I've been rolling with the frogs all year. So I'm no, if I'm going now. with my my heart, it's called frogs. Just my head I says mean, the more talented team wins, you know. Right. And I'm typically wrong, so I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm wrong more times <laughs> than I'm right. You know. You make yeah, ten no, bets. I, you think you win five? Because I definitely don't. I no know. way. I no way. All right. No yeah, way. Sure. That's Hall of Fame numbers, dude. I just want to make sure. Like know. you know what I mean. Ten straight bets. If I made 10 straight bets and won three, I would feel good. Yeah. Like, at least right now, I've been getting my dick kicked in this year. So, mostly NFL and basketball. Problem with basketball is, especially one with the Jets being better this year, you know, eh, better than they've been, more interesting than they've been, playing games that matter. I haven't been as now. I'm not usually super locked into basketball during while football season still going on, but I have watched almost no basketball since opening week. But I'm still firing off three team parlays, dude. 
<laughs> I'm still firing no them all. What's going bro. on? <laughs> now, Rockets were good in 2016. I'm all in. We got a jam, jam-packed show today, so I don't want to spend too much time on basketball. But two quick questions for you, or statements that I want your opinion on. One, I know they have the best record in the NBA. Celtics aren't doing shit until they stop with the light switch nonsense that they do, where some nights they just turn it off. You, you're young. You haven't won anything. You can't afford to be this team that's going to turn it off for three weeks in January and just be like, yeah, no, we're, we're like the LeBron the Miami Heat teams. We're going to turn it back on when it matters. I don't believe in that. They got absolutely shell-shocked by Brian's Thunder last night without Shy Gilgis Alexander, or two nights ago, or two nights mm-hmm. ago. Without Shy Gilgis Alexander playing, they scored 150 points on them. Jeez. It was never close. Just kept attacking, attacking, attacking them. Just looked like a game where from the opening tip, nah, we don't have it tonight, and we're not going to have it, and that's okay. That's one. Two, is it really, is coaching really this effective in the NBA where some people think it's the sport where coaching matters the least, where this Nets team with Steve Nash is an absolute shit show disaster. They play no defense. They're kind of fooling around, lackadaisical on offense. Jacques Vaughn comes in. They're locked in on defense. They just well, they just ended a 12-game winning streak. Mm-hmm. Look like a championship team with KD and Kyrie. Whatever you want to say about Kyrie, the the fucking person, and Kyrie on Twitter, and Kyrie at the at the desk, not neither here nor there. Kyrie Irving is fucking amazing on the basketball floor, on the offensive end of the floor. Okay. More about Jacques Vaughn and the coaching change, or more about the Kyrie circus with the vaccine shit being over, and he's available for every game. More about the coaching change. Okay. And is the coach is coaching in the NBA way more important than a lot of people give it credit for? Where I think a team yeah. like this goes yeah. from being a play-in first-round exit to probably you know they might be able to be in the top three of the East. Pro- will be in the top three of the East. Think coaching at a professional level is underrated in every single sport, even baseball. It's underrated because you're taking. A bunch of, and this is going to sound, maybe this sounds a little fucked up, but you're taking a bunch of grown men, grown young men, who think they're the shit. Every single one of them got there by being confident, cocky, um, uh, brash, all that. Like, that's how you get there. You don't get to being a professional by not speaking up and not taking charge and not wanting the last shot and not, you don't get to that, this moment without that. So take any coach at a professional level that is now molding you to, to fit a role, to fit a team, to fit a style, to fit a, a, a play type. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's all about coaching. I think it's always, 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 always been about coaching. Always. I get, look, we're talking, fo- we're talking football today. The Giants are a perfect example. Yeah. The Nets are a perfect is, example. Isn't it weird though that they picked Nash? They wanted Nash to the be Jazz the coach. are a perfect example. They wanted Nash to be the coach, and then they're just like, oh, we're not playing defense for this guy. I I just think Nash had too much of a uh I don't think Nash should have ever been the coach. A West yet. Coast approach. Uh and 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 not only that, you know, coaching is, is an important thing, right? Coaching with no experience is equally as important. Like, you can't have Nathaniel Hackett go in there and never been a head coach in his life. Jeff Saturday got his win to start. He's one in six, right? 
Am I wrong? Two and five? One and six? Probably Doesn't matter. He looks lost after the first win. The first win was like a, hey, everybody knows when the coach gets fired, the first game after that, the team brings it. It's just it's just, it's just, a fact. It is what it is. They won that first game. Since then, they look lost. It's because he's never been in any position to call plays, to coach, to lead young men. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, he led as a mentor when he was, was – when he's. it's a big difference between being the old guy on the floor or on the court or on the field, you know what I mean, yeah. and being – the leader of all of these young men. They all look up to you, undoubtedly. I mean, even in college, did I didn't like my coaches, but I looked, I still looked up to them. I still viewed them on a certain light. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I think it has everything to do with the coaching in every sport. I just, I've always felt that way. Look at, T- and we just talked about it, TCU. TCU got there for a reason. They're not anywhere nearly as talented as Georgia, but they're there for a reason. They won ball games. Can't take it away from them. Something got them to win bowl games. It wasn't one player. Nobody on TCU is going in the top five, top ten. Top. We'll see. Quentin Johnston could jump into the All top right. ten. Well, He's, you know what I'm saying. It's yeah. just there's just there's a difference in it. I so, think I think I think the last point I'll make about the Nets and 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 coaching as a whole. The 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 cool thing is offense. You know, no one preaches defense. No one teaches defense. No one's hard nose on defense. When it comes to basketball. So being very good on the defensive end goes a long, 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 long way. And the last thing I'll say is with the Celtics, yes. It's 100% yes. You're 100% right. Until they can keep the light on 24-7, they will not win. They will not win with Tatum, and they will not win with Brown. There will be a third person who's will consider, I'm not going to say superstar, will consider star, or one of them will be shipped unless they figure out a way to constantly keep it going. Because when you lapse in the playoffs for even five minutes, half a quarter, it's over. over. Yeah, It's over. They're back in like that. Because these teams are not – you give Kyrie and KD five minutes of you chilling out. Taking off, yeah. And you're up 12, you're down 10. It's over. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? So. This is one thing that I have to say, and I just want to hear if you just the simple yes or no will suffice. Is Kevin Durant the last offensive superstar, scoring superstar, like instant bucket that can go off for 30-plus without um, stopping the flow of the game? Like, he can go get you 30 to 40 on any given night within the flow of the game without having to get the ball and ISO himself all the time, without having to ball stop. You think he's the best, you're saying? Is he the only? Do I, both. Yeah. Uh, okay. Without having it to be a, a million pick and rolls and ISO situations or low blocks or stopping the ball or right. making okay. the offense seem. So, Luca, uh, the Mavericks offense. It's street. It's triangles. It's it's it runs, two triangles. It runs entirely through Luca, the Mavericks offense. So it's not like he's a ball stopper because it is all about him. So if you take him out of the equation, it'd be KD. It would be Giannis, and it would probably be. Uh, Jokic were the only three that I could really think of that don't need forty shots to get thirty points, and mm-hmm. they they don't they don't they don't need the ball. You know, Giannis comes down the lane at any sort of movement or momentum on a fast break, even we'll call it a fucking slow break, just uneven numbers. He's going to get to the rack and score. Same thing with Jokic. If it's going like just in the flow of the game, it gets passed in him. He's not holding the ball back to the basket for ten seconds, not looking to do something. 
He's either looking to get that ball out right away with a, with a nice pass or make a a, a, a a move. He doesn't mellow it. He doesn't Carmelo, you know, where it's just back to the basket, feel it, let everybody get set, let everybody get set. No, they're they're moving with that ball. So Devin Booker takes too many shots to be that guy. Uh, Devin Booker sucks. Devin, uh, Donovan Mitchell takes too many shots to be that but guy. Even the Luka thing, so it's not ball stopping, but it's all isolation. I don't count it because it's, it's, it's just too much. Fine. So, him. so you name you just named three, three guys. Three. You just yeah, named three, three guys, I right? Three. What are they? What are they all that Durant isn't? Uh, defenders? No. Because it's not about Durant. basketball. Foreign. Euros. Foreign. They're all euros. <laughs> they're all euro That's a correct guys. Correct answer, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. Foreign's good. Yeah. Like they're all. They're not. What is Fuck the, and it all goes back. This is a conversation for another day when this season ends. But the AAUification of basketball in America is setting us back. You see it at the international level. You're going to see it at the Olympics again. We're going to need a whole podcast. It's on yeah. That. We could do a whole two hours on on why the AAUification of American basketball is fucking killing us at the international level, and why at least half of the top ten players in the league are European. One of that reason for Luca, it's different, right? Because he's been playing in the pro since he was 14. Playing against men in their 30s when he's a growing teenager still, and then right. winning the MVP at 17, I would have taken that guy one in that draft. Like, <laughs> come on, you're gonna tell me a you guy think that the, you, think, against... you think the Hawks made a mistake? I think three teams made a mistake. No, but the Hawks drafted him and then yeah, traded him. Yeah, but that was a that was agreed to before they made the pick, right? I don't think that was like a hey, you you pick fucking Tra- you 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 pick fucking Luca, and then we'll pick Trey, and then we'll trade after the fact. Why? Why do that though? Why wouldn't you just take Trey? To get more picks, I don't know. I don't remember what the draft. I, I, to me, I Trey Young's another guy. To uh, Trey Young or Luca, I think is silly to even have talked talked about going then, into that then, draft. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's talk about the New York Jets. Yes. Do you guys remember what I said to you guys on this podcast? I know where this is going. After the the Denver Bronco game, with Brees Hall getting hurt and Elijah Vera Tucker. Yeah, I remember yeah. it. What did I say? You said that they're going to lose X amount of games. They'll finish the season. I don't remember. What, I don't remember what I said record wise, no, but I said no. Seven. I think he said they'll win two games. Right? No, you said seven and nine, or or you said eight, nine, or or seven, uh, and, seven ten. and ten, or something. We're, like that. Yeah, we're yeah. seven and nine now. Yeah. Um. I said, forget about the playoffs. It's over, and everyone told me to calm down, and that I was overreacting. <sighs> Can you pull up the graphic that I sent you guys the other day about with and without Brees Hall and AVT on the team? And then just go ahead and share that with the class for us. Do you have it? Yeah, it's in the group thread. Just hit the info button yeah, and go to pictures. Please don't tell me what to do. Just give her a time and stuff, really. Wow, it's really that far away. Okay, I got it. Um, Whoa. Sorry. Jets run game this year plays with Brees Hall and Elijah Vera Tucker on the field. 90 run plays, 503 yards, 5.59 yards per carry. All other plays, 200. And all other rushing plays. All he wrote all other plays. I'm reading it verbatim. Uh, okay. All of the rushing plays, 255 run plays for 983 yards, 3.85 yards per carry, 5.59 as previously stated. With Brees and Elijah Vera Tucker leads the NFL or would lead the NFL, and uh, three wow that's a small margin three point yeah. eight five which is what we just said in the second part without them would rank thirtieth in the NFL. Right, so number one to almost the last. 
it's been abysmal without the two of them. And it's not just it's like a lot of our talker when you this is a superstar league. When you lose your superstars, you're gonna suffer. On top of what was already going on with the Jets offensive line to that point, now this guy who's played every fucking position on the line went down on top of our home run hitter going down, knew then it was going to be bad news. A week or two later after the second Patriots game, do you guys remember what I said on the podcast? Zach Wilson sucks? The day before Zach, the day before they, (laughs) no, the day before they benched Zach Wilson. They benched him on a Wednesday. That Tuesday we were doing a podcast. And I said, it makes no sense to bench Zach Wilson now because what's going to happen if we bench Zach Wilson for Mike White? We already pretty much know that Mike White is at best a high-end backup. The Dallas Cowboys elected to go with Cooper Rush over him after, after one year. He was a practice squad guy, clawed his way. Great story. Probably going to make a bunch of money as a high-end backup in the NFL. He's a clipboard guy. And what's going to happen you bench him right now for Zach Wilson, you're going to destroy whatever is left of Zach Wilson's confidence, whatever Bill Belichick and the New York media didn't already chew up. Mike White's probably going to look good at times and beat the teams he should, but this is not going to trend well with everything else that is going on with the team right now. They're going to wind up missing the playoffs, and now we have a fucking – the same amount of answers – in, in in January, as we did in fucking August, about Zach Wilson, about the quarterback position, about the future of this team, and we still didn't get in the playoffs. So for fucking what? What was it good for? Yeah. What did we learn here? All we did probably was raise Mike White's value if we want to bring him back next year as a backup or even to compete. To me, if you think Mike White should compete for the starting job next year, you're a fucking idiot. But that's just me. Mike LaFleur. <laughs> New York Jets offensive coordinator. I don't have the exact numbers here, and I don't think it'll be an easy Google, but you might be able to find it. The New York Jets lead the NFL in empty set usage. If you're a common fan and you don't it's know what an empty set is, an empty set is when there's no one in the backfield with the quarterback. Empty, you know, empty backfield. Five guys wide, no running back. By a wide margin, they're the number one team in terms of usage of this of these formations. Despite finishing in the bottom three in the league of success in the empty set formation. But we keep coming out and running it every fucking week. Michael Floor is a really, really good, innovative offensive coordinator. He calls very exciting, innovative plays. If it's 1975, <laughs> bro. Michael Floor is boring, repetitive, easy to fucking predict. He's calling fucking. Power plays out of the shotgun on third and four in must-win games. In win or your dead games last week, third and four, with the backup quarterback who is showing that he's obviously still fucked up from his rib injury, but we had to put him out there anyway because we can't just let Zach finish the fucking year for whatever reason. In an absolutely win-or-you're-done situation, third and four, already down two scores, we run power. To Ty Johnson, who wasn't used for the first 10 weeks of the season, we're in the red zone. I don't think they've thrown a single ball past the goal line in the red zone. It's all these laterals and these jet sweeps and this nonsense. I don't know what their red zone efficiency numbers are, but they've got to be absolutely horrendous. Then we have today, in a, in a media session after practice, Coach Michael Four comes out now and says, yeah, in hindsight, Zach probably would have benefited from sitting behind a veteran and watching last year. Red zone efficiency is 48.6. They rank 26th in the league. Okay, so bottom third of the league in red zone efficiency. Yeah. 
Who would have ever thought that pairing a rookie offensive coordinator and a rookie head coach and a rookie GM with a rookie quarterback coming out of a non-Power 5 school who was always going to be a bit of a project would be a hard marriage to begin with. But then to tell me that we don't even need to give him competition, do you remember this? There was no viable veteran on the roster when he came in. Joe Flacco came in halfway through the year. He wasn't there in camp. There was no one there to challenge Zach Wilson. I believe it was still Mike White was there. And... um, Luke Falk, David Fales possibly was the other quarterback on the run. Exactly. There was no actual veteran who'd done it in the league to even show him on the bench, let alone someone who could start while this kid figures it out. That statement today is a fireable offense in my opinion. I already feel like knowing Woody and knowing the Jets and and the owner of my team that I've been a fan of my entire life and the way that he's acted before, he fired Eric Mangini with a winning record because they didn't get in the playoffs in the third year. (laughs) And you think that fucking somebody isn't going to have to pay the piper for the number two overall quarterback being benched halfway through the year? And now we're talking about what are we – we're a quarterback away? We're a quarterback away? Someone's got to get – going to pay the piper here. And I don't think it's Salah and I don't think it's Joe Douglas. So guess what? I think Michael Floor might have to go. And I've already beaten the quarterback coach thing to a – fucking pulp throughout the course of the year need need a, an actual court the quarterback coach has never been a quarterback coach before right until he got what are we doing here what is going yeah, it is on weird they didn't hire anyone in the interim or well greg knapp like passed away and then the um i forget the guy's name but the guy who's the uh, quarterback's coach now is the guy after greg knapp passed and we never adjusted it i think he should be gone i don't know here's where it gets tricky right Salah and him are are really good friends they all came from the same coach the Shanahan coaching tree if Woody Johnson tells Salah you got to fire Michael Floor and Salah is willing to die on that hill then they'll both be gone which I don't think is the answer right don't think it's the answer I think someone needs to pay the price and I think this team needs a plan and I don't think it's going to be investing draft capital in in Derek Carr and I don't think it's going to be drafting a quarterback in the first round again because this is going to be whoever survives the the next monday overreaction monday whoever survives that day and that and the ensuing week in the jets organization cannot they're on the hot seat next douglas and sour will be next so they're not going to go and take try to trade up for a will levis or cj stroud who i would take because i think he's going to be a a great player in the league Mm -hmm. They're not going to do that. They'll probably we're probably looking at the Jimmy G route here, yeah. because Salah trusts Jimmy G, especially if Michael Floor goes is ousted, because now it's. I've played with Jimmy G before. I know this right. guy can win. Yeah, yeah, and Zach probably stays, and I think that's the right move. Another interesting thing that I thought Salah said when talking about, he said we're going through hell or high water. We're going to stick yeah. with Zach, and try to make this thing work, and then he cited. Guys like Sam Donald, who have found decent success since they left the Jets, and Geno Smith, who is now doing what he's doing this year after being caught a little early from the Jets. And Daniel Jones was another guy who he cited blowing up in his fourth year. What Coach Salah did not mention was what was different for Daniel Jones in year four. The coach? The coach. (laughs) The coach. So I thought that was an interesting one of Rob. Um, 
One last thing that I got to say, and then we'll move on to more brighter things to speak about with, with your boys, the Big Blue. What ha- What the fuck happened to all gas, no brakes, coach? What ha- There's our mantra. We're wearing the shirts at all gas, no brakes. I don't even know what stopping is. We come out in a fucking <laughs> win or you're out game against the stopping. 27th ranked defense in the NFL. And the team looks like it's a fucking preseason game out there. No urgency. No one's fired up. No How do you not dude. have your fucking guys on the gas in a playoff game two weeks before the playoffs? Ty Conklin said it after the game. We came out flat. Unacceptable. When you're a team guy, when you have a fucking t-shirt on day one, when you've done nothing in the league, all gas, no break, you couldn't find it. It's the wrong skinny one on the right, Rob. Step on it. My God, dude. All gas, no break. How are you going to be the guy who's the player guy and, you know, he's not, you know, he's a defensive coordinator, but he's not a guy who cut his teeth being like a great X's and O's guy or a great scout guy. You're a player's coach. Have the players ready to fucking play. You don't call plays on defense because a lot of people, there's a school of thought where head coaches shouldn't call plays one way or another because then they can just manage everything and, you know, and have a feel for the players and all of this. You're not even doing that if the guys aren't fired up in a must-win game with the season on the line. Starting six and three and finishing seven and nine is fucking unacceptable to me, to Woody Johnson, to Jets fans across the tri-state area. It's no good. It's no good. And there's blame to be, as I just laid out, plenty of blame that doesn't go on the shoulders of Zach Wilson. Say what you want about him and missing his screen passes. He's not the reason they rushed for four yards in the first half against these same Detroit Lions defense that gave up 326 yards the next week to Carolina. Two career days to two separate running backs. But we can't get more than four fucking yards on the ground and a half. You win that game. You win that game. That we're, we're playing Skylar Thompson this week in a, in a playoff game. And we're going to the playoffs. But we don't win that game. Oh, why? Because on fourth and inches with the playoffs on the line in that game, we called the cover zero fucking blitz, and the linebacker lost the only guy you can't lose for a massive touchdown. Zach did that too, right? All gas, no breaks. It's a fucking joke. The New York Giants, as <laughs> wait, I wait, 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 wait. I wanted you to go on your rant. I just want to say one thing. <laughs> the Jets are second in the league with the most plays out of an empty set. How the fuck did you find that? It was tough, but I did. <laughs> I found it. <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie. And the Jets are also sixth in the league. Uh, nope, check that. Eighth in the league, tied for seventh, if you really want to play that game, for the most, uh, the pa- their passing rate. They pass 64% of the time. So, that's it. That's all I wanted to say. All gas, no breaks. All gas, no breaks. That's all I wanted to say. Empty set, baby. You're good on Jets. The Giants are in the playoffs. Like, like I knew, oh. that, like I knew oh, that they wow. would, and I said that I would on, yeah. I don't know if it was the three of us on Thursday? Last Thursday. Thursday was, or yeah. was it all four? Yeah. Was it was the three of us. I said they're going to beat the shit out of the Colts and stamp the ticket. Yeah, you did. And, and they did. I was yeah. a little surprised by the way. Now, we, get up, now we play the game. I'm going to ask you one question, and I'll let you guys just say whatever you want to say. <sighs> My one question is, do we play this game to win, or are we in and it doesn't matter? Go, the floor is yours. All right. This is easy. We're playing this game to win. Why? Why not? Does it change our seating at all? Nope. All right, cool. Then 
don't play to win. What, what happened the last time we played to win in, in, in the last week of the season against the team that was you're ranked right. number yeah, one in the NFL? Yeah, I guess you're right. You're right. No, no. We met them in the Super Bowl, and we beat them. I now, know. that can't happen this time around. Right. But a damn short, you could play them close and then go ahead and beat them in the NFC Championship. Why not? Why not us now? Once you get to the playoffs, it's completely different. This yeah. whole year, it's been like, hey, if they make it, they make it. If they don't, they don't. I like the progress I'm seeing. Now that you're in, dude, let's make some fucking noise. Let's get yeah, sloppy. I'm like, what, what, what is going on here? Everybody they play, they should be like, we're going to dirty the shit out of this game. We're going to make this the ugliest win of your guy's career if you're going to beat us. Yeah. That should be the goal. That should be the goal. So here's what I'll say. Really cool. Really quick. Um, I don't really have much cool, to really say. Quick. I don't have much to say, but... I loved the post-game speech by Brian Dable saying, guys, we come hard. We, we had resiliency. Uh, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau said, what do you mean that you, you had a great season, caught a lot of luck? He's like, what are you talking about? He's like, we went on losing streaks. We came back. We fought hard. We made changes. We won. We started winning games. This is not easy. This has not been any luck. This was nothing. We, we earned this. Every win we earned. Dable says, I want to thank everybody. I want to thank the training. I want to thank. The, the equipment managers, I want to thank everybody. Everybody had a part in this, and we got a pretty damn good quarterback, too, he says. And he looks at Daniel Jones, and everybody starts cheering. He says, Daniel, want to say anything? And Daniel stands up and says, hey, guys, we got a lot to cheer. You know, we got a lot to celebrate. Let's get to work. I'm going to break it down. See you all Wednesday. <laughs> right? And then <laughs> Brian Dable, whoa, 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 whoa. All right, like Daniel said, I'll see you Wednesday. You guys have Tuesday off, too. And everyone started screaming. This team... <laughs> Danny Jones gave the team a day off without asking. <laughs> this this team, and one of the biggest differences between the Jets and Giants, forget talent, forget skill, forget coaching, forget all of that, is the demeanor, is the attitude. It's there. The Giants have the attitude where they play. everybody's playing for each other. And I'm not saying the Jets aren't. That's mm. not what I'm saying. But there's just – I haven't heard all year one negative thing come from any Giant player, even Kenny Galladay. In the very, very beginning, we did hear. And he's been – Dude, not a peep, yeah. not a fucking peep about not playing, not getting on the field, and that speaks to maybe not, maybe not just Kenny. Maybe, maybe it speaks to the whole giant organization. F- fun fact about Kenny Galladay, he can achieve a seven hundred fifty thousand dollar bonus this weekend. Yeah. He only needs seventy six catches. Seventy six catches. I saw this before. Oh shit! <laughs> and he gets an extra seven hundred. And if it's if it's interesting to you guys, I thought it was interesting. If not, you don't have. But see if you can find. I saw a tweet earlier. I had Kenny Galladay's numbers since joining the Giants and Isaiah Hodgins' num- number 18's numbers number since 18. joining the Giants. And it is yeah, staggering, dude. <laughs> so, so those are the things that excite me that there's not a single person on this team right now that is like and, – and I think there might have been. I think Kadarius so, Tony might have been. And guess what? He's playing well. For somebody else, they were like, we're all set, dude. Those, t- those two third-round picks will turn into something. Yeah, we're all set, dude. Maybe starters. There could be two stars. So, Up till the third rounders. Just real quick. I'm going to do math real quick. So, because. It's season, easy enough to do yeah. the math, yeah. 41 receptions. This is Dar- uh, Darius Lean. Kenny Galladay's combined two years. 41 receptions. Uh, we got 572 yards, zero touchdowns. Now we'll look up uh, Hodgins real quick, number 18. Who, who, number 18 was picked up off of someone else's practice squad, like, during the year. He, yeah, didn't even, he, didn't he even. hasn't even spent the whole season on the team. Now we got Isaiah Hodgins. Somehow we wind up 30 selling his jersey. Um, got it. He's the only receiver that catches touchdowns. When, <laughs> did, about. did you did you see Sauce? <laughs> so Isaiah Hodgins, he hasn't passed him yet, but he's 
eight receptions short. He's got 33. He's literally 200 yards short. He has 351, and he has four touchdowns. And how many games? That is going to be in – how many games did he even play? Um, He's been in a couple. Um, Ten. Ten games versus fucking uh, (laughs) 30, 32, 33. Fucking crazy. I don't even know if it speaks to how good Isaiah Hodges is. It really speaks to – how bad Kenny Galladay is, but that's besides the point. I think without a shadow of a doubt, we said it last week, I'll say it again just because I like reiterating myself and I like to hear myself talk. Daniel Jones is the fucking franchise yeah, quarterback that I, I never thought he would be. Never that's once did I expect it. This year I was like, oh, that's weird. He's playing good. He's not turning the ball over. That's cool. If he does that, we win, we'll win some games. So that's cool. And as the season progressed, it was like, oh, that's, Things got that's, oh, well, that's really cool. Oh, 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 I, oh, I like that. And then after a couple weeks ago, I'm like, that's my guy. That's my guy. The commander's game. Don't disrespect him. That's my guy. That's it. Now I'm ready to ride or die for him. (laughs) Saquon, I mean, whatever. I could do without. I mean, he's cool. He's cool. No, I'm saying if you're you're going to spend the money on one of them. Let's get both of them. No, no. If you're going to spend the money on both. So let me just. He's saying if it has to be one. Let me do this. Let me do this. If it. Two out of three. You, there is Two no fucking three. quarterback running back tandem you could give me where if I had to have one, I would take okay, the running no, 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 back no, no, no. over the quarterback. You can only so. take two out of three. Dexter Lawrence, Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones. Bye-bye, Saquon. You have to take Daniel Jones, yeah. Would you take Dexter Lawrence? Right, yeah. Yeah, right. So as I'm saying, like, no, I get in this continuing I'd of like the rebuild, you can get a good running back in the third and fourth round. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be two of the three of them. I'm you just can, not in love you with the can take them. You can take all three of them. You've just got to hit on most of your draft picks next year to yeah. keep building this wow. thing because people talk about all the money that they have, but some people are saying Danny Jones looking at thirty, forty million a year. So now we're down. Now we're down to sixty million in cash base. Dexter Lawrence is probably going to command close to twenty million a year. Now we're down to forty million in cash base. You give Saquon an eight million dollar a year contract. Now we're down to thirty-two million dollars in cash base for the rest of your team. Right? right now, cap space gymnastics is a fucking lingo and a mathematical sport Mystery. that none of us know a thing about. So I'm sure teams always find a way. They say that the cap salary cap's funny money in the NFL anyway. If you find the value, now I agree. There are running backs coming out of third, fourth, fifth round every year that are like, well, the, on a fifth round draft pick rookie wage scale contract is way more valuable than say right. at nine million a year. I agree with that. We'll see. If you're going to use the money that you didn't get to sign Saquon, like you didn't use to sign Saquon to sign another Kenny Galladay, then fuck it. Right. Saquon. If you're not going to sign but Saquon, you need to take that money and get three fucking starters with it. It's two yeah. or two everything starters. Is, with everything is everything is 2020. Everything is hindsight. Everything's right. all that. But just be happy. Like like that's right. like that's the thing. If you're a Giant fan, like just soak this up. Watch yeah. the game. Good, bad, or ugly. They win. Th- they lose 35 nothing in the first game of the playoffs. Who cares? We were there. I mean, yeah, it'll be a little disappointing, but like these guys are getting playoff experience. He's in a playoff game. Right. Daniel Jones, who we weren't sure if he should start another game two years ago for the Giants, is in a is starting a playoff game, not because of an injury, because we want him there. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. And the one thing Daniel Jones did more than anything else was, well, obviously he kept working. I'm not going to deny that. But he took the number one weakness he had, and he made it a strength. And if any athlete does that, they're typically going to become very good at what they do. Yeah. His his one his one weakness his biggest weakness turnovers, he stopped it. He I mean well he's got eight this year. He's got eight, which is 
Gotta be yeah. league it's low. It's a fucking far cry from 23 as rookie it's gotta year. Be... It's gotta be, yeah, he's not turning over the ball a lot at all. So, bringing up the play- playoffs, good segue into my last question for you guys. And then we can take our break and transition out of this. Is there any result a week and a half from now? That makes you wish you didn't even get in, or are we excited and we're happy? And no matter what, we made the playoffs this year. I'm happy regardless. Yeah, thirty-five nothing. Minnesota walks fine. Now. Yeah, so fine. check it out. Fine, we were supposed I to have five. Always, points, right? I always so, <laughs> can equate back. Two weeks ago or a week ago, I felt like if the Jets were able to fucking get in when I didn't think they deserved to, and they're gonna go play Buffalo or Kansas City or Cincinnati and get fucking worked, to me, I'd rather not even go. Really? No. Fine. So it's a little bit different in football than well, any other you sport. have your quarterback though too. Like I'm right. saying, if Mike White would have fucking dragged us there well, to yeah. our slaughtering in the first yeah, game yeah. against the real team, uh, now what? Now oh well, Mike White got us to the playoffs and uh, Zach is trash and we don't have a quarterback and we, there's not many available and they're not going to draft one. So now we got to play this fucking game. You know, yeah. I think it's much different when you have the guy already. I also think that building a winning culture is important to convince free agents. So if you have money to spend in free agency and they can turn around and say, oh, it's a big market. Oh, they have money for me. Oh, they were in the playoffs last year. Oh, they're building on something here. They have the ba- they have the foundational pieces. Right. It's it's a, it's a little more appealing to me than another top 12, top 14 draft pick. That's just – I just think that's obvious. You know what I mean? And I, I, for the long time, the Giants have been – they were stuck in that uh, – let's just say 12 to 16, 18 range. Mm-hmm. It's really not a good space to be when you want to try to rebuild. No. You know, and, and now you're at a spot where it's like, all right, let's leave that. And let's leave it for the better. Let's leave it for the 18 to 24s. Let's it's see like, what happens. It's like in the NBA constantly getting an eight seed. And like, you're never going to beat the one seed. Right. You're out ever. of the lottery right. every year. And you're out of the lottery every year. And that's like, so if, the, if it was the difference between the Jets not making the playoffs and getting the sixth pick, then I'd be like, fuck that, lose these last two games. But if it's a difference between a few picks, but progress in the franchise and saying, hey, we made the playoffs and we're progressing and we're we're, we're seeing results now, mm-hmm. then I would say I want to be in the playoffs. So I don't even care. 35 nothing would be obviously disappointing. But at the end of it, I'd be like, well, we, we, we made it. We were there. Right. You know what I mean? Any Dude, I'm telling you right now, one win, I'm, bal- I'm fucking, I'm going to fucking be ballistic on this show. <laughs> one win and that's it. Because now you're taking expectations and you're smashing them. Right. And now, now you're just... we're fucking conference championship favorites. Baby. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now. If you go in and beat Minnesota, right? If you play Minnesota and you go don't, in and beat them. The worst 12 and 14 ever does yeah. that, True. Perfect. And then you line up for some grace of God because there's a chance that there could be an upset. And you could wind up playing Tampa Bay next. Huh. Oh, God. You can beat Tampa Bay. You can do that. You know that, right? They can beat Green Bay. If, say, Green Bay gets I think, in. I think they can beat most teams. I think the Eagles are the only team I'm not sure if they could beat. Okay, in so, so in, a, in, a, in the wildest scenario here, Green Bay lines up and plays the 49ers. And I'm sorry, Green Bay can beat the 49ers. I, they can. I know, I, I know you think they can't, but they can. They can. And if Green they, Bay's not even there yet, dog. No, I'm just saying. I know. There's a good chance that we have this conversation next week, and they're there. But anyway, you're telling me the Giants might have to beat the Vikings, the Buccaneers, mm-hmm. and then play a game against the Eagles any given Sunday. They're playing them. They're playing them in a few days. I'll take those all day. In the fucking AFC, it's Bills. 
It's Chiefs. Bills. It's Chiefs. Bengals. Lamar's about to be healthy. <laughs> I mean, what are Fucking, we doing? Yeah. Uh, sub me out of that. I'm not saying the Giants could run Rob <laughs> oh, Shaw oh, in guess the what? AFC. Guess, guess who's in the wild card fucking spots? Justin Herbert and the Chargers. <laughs> who are just and rolling right yeah. now. The sixth seed is who? Or the Chargers are the sixth seed and then the fifth seed. Titans. No, Titans or Jaguars. No, it would either be Titans or Jaguars. Yeah, yeah. because well, they, have to get, they have to get the... The, the, fifth or, the fifth or sixth seed would either be Ravens or Bengals, depending on what happens with that division. It's Ravens so, yeah. and then Patriots. The Ravens are the sixth, Chargers are the fifth. Patriots are the current seven, right? But we don't know. I mean, you got fucking 10-win teams all over the place besides the Patriots. They're the seventh seed. And tied with a whole bunch of eight seeds. But a whole, a whole bunch of eight, eight and eight teams. But that's basically all I have to say. It's exciting, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. But I think they, I think they need to play this game hard Sunday. Personal opinion. Anything else? Let's take a break. It's a new year, and with new year comes new resolutions. And what's going to help you complete the resolutions that you set forward for yourself this year? Inspiration. And we have just the company for you that's focused around inspiration. Head on over to staythirstyco.com and put in the code HAVOC to get 15% off on your next order. And make sure you take a look over at the Winter 2022 collection. That's staythirstyco.com. Drop the O-Y and focus on you. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. It's time to do Guess the Lines. Alicino, take it away. All right, here we go. Saturday, January 7th, we have Kansas City heading to Las Vegas. I got KC minus 10. I got KC minus 10. I got KC minus 9.5. And, and it's you fucking prick. KC minus 9. All right, Brian. All right. Someone Hate put that. his pants on today. But he, he, he's just, just it's early, win. so let's see. Next game, Tennessee at Jacksonville. I got Jacksonville minus 6.5. Damn. Come on, hype it up a little bit more. It's the AFC South Championship game, and Tennessee's rolling out Josh Dobbs, who's been on the roster for a total of 18 days. I got Jacksonville minus 5.5. I have them way <laughs> too low. I have them minus 2.5, um, but they're minus 6.5. That's a bing. That's a bong. We'll head to Sunday. Sunday, January 8th. January 8th. Jesus, Christmas. Baltimore at Cincinnati. I'll hype it up. This is for the division. This is it. This is for the division. No Lamar, though? Or yes, Lamar? Didn't practice today. Didn't practice today. Possibly Lamar, but didn't practice today. Should I even point out the fact that Cincinnati is playing off that game? Is that something I mean, that should be even pointed out? Because it can alter. It's a factor. I mean, I mean it could be a factor. factor. could be a I factor. Think it's a huge it's factor. definitely a factor. But anyway, they are home still, so they didn't have to travel after that. Um, Cincinnati minus a touchdown, seven. Jesus Christ. Damn, I got Cincinnati minus three and a half. I got them minus five, and they are minus seven. <laughs> That's Hot two, start, two, dude. Two Hot bing bongs start, for you? dude. All right, here we go. Tampa Bay at Atlanta. I have Tampa Bay minus three. I have a minus five. I instantly feel lost, dude. I have Tampa Bay minus six and a half, and I feel like I might need a map. If this is well, Tampa Bay minus three, you're going to be even more lost because it's Atlanta minus four and a half. Shut the fuck up, you dude. You can come over here and take a look. Atlanta, like, Atlanta minus, minus four and a half. Hey, I get the point. I get right the point. I get the point. All right, dude. Yeah, you got the point. I'm going to fucking Which is crazy because circle that one, it, dude. I had Atlanta and then I crossed it out and then I went back to the Tampa Bay side because I thought that's that was being crazy. Are they, are they, Is are, it because they they might bench guys? Yeah, 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 all right. Yeah. That's the problem with this week. Yeah. Um. 
That's fucking crazy. Okay, we'll move on. Uh, New England Patriots versus the Buffalo Bills, and this does have playoff implications if the Patriots upset them, right? I mean, it's got the the one seed still at play, I believe. Yeah, but Patriots win, they're in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Buffalo minus eight. Fuck the Patriots. I got Buffalo minus four and a half. I got Buffalo minus seven, and it's Buffalo minus seven. All right. Fuck me today. Yeah. Fucking Falcons. That's fucking nuts. Anyway, next we got the Minnesota Vikings at the Chicago Bears. Justin Fields shut down for the year, right? Oh, I'm a dick. Yeah. So I'm yeah. going Minnesota minus seven. All right. Maybe not. I have Minnesota minus six and a half. I did them minus four. They are minus seven and a half. What do you have? Six and a half. I had seven. Let's go. Jesus Next, Christ. we have the Houston Texans going to Indianapolis Colts. These are, there are no implications involved in playoffs. <laughs> well, it did, you know, here. which quarterback is which team taken in the draft next right, year. Right, right, So right, that's right, the only right. thing worth thinking about. Right uh, now. I'm going to take the Colts, and I'm going to take them by almost a touchdown. Give me them six and a half. I'm going to take the Colts minus one and a half just I, simply for being at home. I took them minus one. Um, they're minus two and a half. Okay. All right. I'm on the board. On the board. All right, here we go. Uh, let's make a run at this New thing now. New York Jets at the Miami Dolphins with uh, Skyler, whatever the fuck his name is, and Skyler Thompson. Skyler Thompson. And I didn't know that. At first. Well, I knew that, but I just didn't remember it when I was writing my thing, so yeah. I'm probably wrong. We'll go Brian first. What do you got? I did Miami minus three. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely wrong. Okay, so it's Skyler Thompson playing against possibly Joe Flacco because Mike White – Limited participant did not practice, I think, today with the ribs still. I got Jets minus one and a half. You got the Jets minus one and a half? Yeah. It's okay. the Dolphins minus two and a half. I didn't say my thing, but it's fine. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> What'd you have? Dolphins minus seven. It was oh. wrong. It was not right. So that's Brian, right? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Next. No, it's fine. Next. I thought I was off too. I'm like, did he say it? No, no. Next. Carolina at New Orleans. No playoff implications. Uh, Jim, Jim, you go first. <laughs> New Orleans minus one and a half. Uh, I got New Orleans Shh. minus four and a half. Go ahead. What do you got? I have the Panthers minus two, but I was wrong. Oh um, It's the Saints minus three and a half. What'd you have? One and a half. Four and a half. Give me that fucking point. I want to, I'm, I'm going to end the season hot. I know it. And He's then, on fire. Where am I? I Cleveland. Cleveland. At Pittsburgh. The Cleveland Dogs at the Pittsburgh This Stars. is, again, winning, winning, get help in Pittsburgh's in. There's plenty of teams that could take the seventh seed in the yeah. AFC. Wow, I made a one. major mistake here. <laughs> a major mistake. And I'll go first. That's how major it was. Go ahead. Cleveland minus five. All right. Pittsburgh minus two and a half. I made a mistake. I have Pittsburgh minus one. It is Pittsburgh minus two and a half. Bing bong, baby. Never too late. All right. Well, give us a score check while we head to the fourth. Um, fucking, uh, you have seven. Brian has four. I have three. I'm creeping up. All right. Love it. First four o'clock game. We have the Chargers at the Broncos. Broncos played well against the Chiefs last week. Don't sleep on them. Uh, Chargers minus eight. Chargers minus ultra. I have a minus six. Um, they are actually, and I know this is going to sound so crazy. It's the Broncos minus two and a half. Stop it. I'm not. I'm just, Stop I'm this. Broncos the one. I had six. <laughs> <laughs> Brian's fucking a whole touchdown off. A touchdown and a two point conversion off. He gets the point. Sorry. 
I guess they're resting. I thought Jimmy fell asleep before. He was like this. (laughs) No, because you said eight, and I'm like, I also have eight, so it does nothing for me. That's what that was. Wow. I mean, if you're fucking more than a touchdown away the other way, no one should get the point, but that's the next year rule. Giants (laughs) of Philly. Giants of Philly. Philly by a billion. Mm. Um, Not saying this is what I believe is going to happen, but Vegas is going to say 11 and a half. I got Philly minus six and a half. I have them minus five. Um, but they are minus 14. So. All right. Yeah. Okay. Arizona at San Francisco. Brock Purdy. Brock the Rock. That's just two touchdowns, dude. That's big cock Brock, dude. This is two tutties, dude. This is 14. This is two tutties, dude. I'm. You're not off. You're not off. I have minus 12 and a half. I have minus eight. It is minus 14, though. It's a two-tutty, dude. It's a two-tutty. We're heading to... I didn't do this game, so whatever. So do (laughs) it now. I know. I have it it circled. You already won. I know who's my favorite. Hold on. Everybody, please hold. Actually, no, you didn't. Brian, three bing-bongs will get you. All right. Three bing-bongs get Rams at the Seattle Seahawks. I'm going to go Seattle minus five. Probably a little too low. I got Seattle minus three and a half. I got a minus three. Um, they are minus six though. I was I had a fucking week. Damn. Fuck I it. think that's the first time he scored double digits all year. Heater, dude. Heating. Anyway, Dallas at Washington. Dallas minus six. Dallas minus seven and a half. I have them minus five and a half. They are minus seven. Damn. Jimbo on the board again. All right, last one. Here we go. Flexed to Sunday night football. The Detroit Lions are in a playoff game. Uh, essentially, right? This is essentially a playoff well, game. Well, unless Seattle wins. No, All right, I keep not. forgetting that. I keep if forgetting. Seattle wins at 425, it's over that. for Detroit no matter what. I keep forgetting that. A potential playoff they game. They could only play spoiler against division rivals. Why would they not flex like Baltimore Cincy then? Right, this is why K.J. Wright believes the NFL wants the Packers in the playoffs. Ah, I see. Where Now I get it. See, now I see. Now we're going full circle. Here we go. He said watch that game carefully. Watch the flags that are thrown. Watch oh, here we go, K.J. Yeah. Here we go. Like they, like they didn't want the what do they call them the Legion of Boom? Those they were called. Yeah. They didn't want those guys to succeed. Right. They didn't want Go Hawks to live on and Skittle Man. They didn't want any of that. Skittle the Man. NFL didn't want any. Put of that. some respect on his name. Whatever, dude. dude. Marshawn Lynch is a national treasure. No, he is hundred percent. But I'm saying Skittle they didn't Man. want any of that. Right? They didn't want any of that. Every time you saw Richard Sherman's face, they're like, "This man had a 4.9 GPA and graduated in six months from a four-year school." And did we mention he's from Compton? Yeah, yeah, right. right. Every opportunity they could. What is his name? Uh, what was the other guy? Uh, Which one? Brandon Browner? Yeah, Brandon Browner. Yeah, Brandon Browner hits like a dump truck. He's the hardest hitting safety in the history of the humanity. That, no, but the NFL didn't love them. Oh, anyway, humanity. you're mixing up Brandon Browning or Brandon Browner and Cam Chancellor. Oh, Cam yeah, Chancellor. I was say, you think about Cam <laughs> Chancellor. Brandon Browning Chancellor. was the corner. Yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. I'm thinking of Cam <laughs> Chancellor. Anyway, whatever. Cam Chancellor he, was the man, though. Detroit. The the only one was like, ah, oh, Bobby Wagner. He's cool. Detroit at Green Bay. Green Bay, somehow they run the table. They get in. Green Bay minus four. Green Bay minus three and a half. I got them minus two. Um, they are minus four and a half. All right. Alicino, 12. Brian, five. Jim, four. 
You just don't see those numbers. Congratulations, dude. Welcome to the double-digit club for the 2022-2023 season. How does it feel to finally get in there? Did you get double digits at all, Brian? Uh, I don't think so. It's not easy with four people. With four people, it's not easy. I think that was my third win. I think. It could be your third win. Love it. Great week for me. Uh, (laughs) Go me. Great. The first I'm season, the, best. the first I'm season good. we did this. The first season we did this, like after whoever won had like a minute on the floor themselves. Oh my god! And they'd be like, hey, you know, like it's really, around the horn. It's like a really hard fought week, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Facetime. Yeah, yeah dude. It's the around yeah. the horn Facetime. Yeah, it was a really good week for Bill me. Bill Plaschke with his forty fourth win of the year. <laughs> But uh, Yo, around the horn was the shit. I think we can. I always never understood that. Does anyone know how they score it, or is it just up to Tony? It's just just up to Tony, really. It's just fuck around, dude. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, two egregious spreads. Right? I think we could we could all agree, right? Well, I don't necessarily feel that bad about the Tampa one if Tom Tommy sits. Right. I've heard nothing about the Chargers sitting. sitting. I've heard nothing about the Chargers sitting. You heard that Tom is sitting. No, but if I wouldn't doubt if they sat him because the division's locked up now. And if they do sit him, I, I have no problem with that spread. I've heard nothing about Herbert sitting, and I still don't think the spread should be in the Denver favor. Yeah, that's crazy. Regardless of who plays quarterback for that team. Unless they just say second and third stringers only all fucking— See, what's weird First, is- Here's the thing, too. There's only 52 guys, right? And— Depending on how you want to look at it, minimum 33 spots. Because you got 11 on offense, 11 on defense, 11 on special teams. Mm. You cannot bench everybody. Some starters have to play, whether it's special teams guys, offensive, defensive linemen. Like yeah. You can't have all of your backups go out there. This isn't college football. There's not 120 guys are, on the Are the Chargers right. locked in? Yeah, the Chargers are done. No, are they locked into that seed? Or if the Ravens win, um, if the Ravens win they get the Bengals, right? They, they get the Bengals spot. They win the division. Yes, if, but the Bengals will then be eleven and five and still be over the Chargers if they lose. So they're still playing for something, right? In theory. I mean, in, in theory, I guess, but you're not playing for home field advantage. Yeah, you're playing, so you're playing to playing avoid for, the Bills. You're playing for seeding reasonings, yeah, and avoid the Bills at home. No, it would be the third, the three seed if they drop to the six. Two plays seven, one yeah. gets a bye. Two plays seven, three plays five, uh, three plays six, four plays five. So, oh, so, yeah, so right, you would right, be right. playing the three. So it's either so you're you playing play you're playing the AFC North champion. No yeah, matter so what. you're playing yourself. Yeah, yeah. So you're playing. All right, maybe they they. Uh, I don't know. That's interesting. This is as we just discussed with who is playing, who's in, who's out, who's fucking doing the hokey pokey, who's playing the game. We don't know. It's a trash fantasy week. This is why yeah. fantasy championships are settled in week sixteen or seventeen. Now 17 with the extra week, typically. But not a great week for fantasy. Not a great week for daily fantasy. And so... Oh, all right. That's fine. Who gives a rat's ass? Anyway. um, And so um, we don't have daily fantasy this week is the point I was getting at. Don't even worry about it because we're not... I'm not even going to use the clip now. I think it's it's my phone. I think oh, I need to give phone. it the old clear out in the port. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't even worry about it. Fuck yeah. it. What were you going to say? Oh, wait. Hold on. What? Are we still live? Is there some sort of like power surge behind you that I didn't realize? 
We're still recording. That's weird. The, the monitor doesn't usually time out. Sorry. Sorry about that. Go ahead. Oh, the monitor just timed out, but everything's still But it still usually recording. doesn't time out when it's recording. Okay. So I Fuck the I, video. I won't even... Right. I, I won't even. Sure we, had we won't even shoot the next section. Uh, I, won't, I won't do a YouTube video, but I will clip myself going off on the Jets. Yeah, I like that. We got the clip that we needed. We got the clip. Okay. Fair enough. Fine. That's um, right. I don't know what I was going to say. Where so are we at? We're at, now. We're, we're, oh, we're at, yeah. we're at there is no daily fantasy. We're going to do injuries before we take a break. All right. Injuries, I'll run through some notable real quick. Uh, James Conner popping up. Lamar Jackson is still questionable. Um, Trevor Lawrence questionable, but he played through it last week. I know he had the toe injury. Um, Miko Hardman coming off the IR. Not, oh. not guaranteed to play, but eligible to play. Um, obviously, Bridgewater we spoke about before. Um, Myers, I listed Myers and Devontae Parker because they're both questionable, and I don't know who else is catching the ball on that team if they don't play. Um, I put his on here just for Alicino. Taysom Hill coming up questionable. Um, he was limited. Um, Kenneth Walker limited. And Antonio Gibson quietly being put on the IR. Didn't see it pop I think up. I saw that. An alert for it. I'm I just pretty sure I saw that. Saw it on the injury report. And Brian Robinson also questionable. So I'm not sure who's running the ball. In Washington. They're eliminated. <clears throat> What'd you say? They're eliminated. Yeah, well, someone's got to run the ball still. Just not sure who it's going to be. Those are really the notable ones. Um, actually, you know what? Christian Watson, I didn't mention him. Aaron Rodgers still Christian Watson's the, a big one. With the thumb and the knee, but he's been on with the thumb and the knee for like the last three weeks. weeks so yeah. That's a big one, Christian Watson, if he doesn't play, if he actually doesn't play. Yeah, but it was the same deal with him last week, and he went, right? Yeah, he, yeah, was, he was, was questionable last week. He was a true week. game time decision last week. Right now, so. he's just questionable. He just... It didn't in the report. It didn't seem like he was hurt. Hurt. It seems like they're just limiting him. So we also see what happens tomorrow, I guess, and then we'll have more of an idea. That was me. Anything else? No, we're we're, we're ready to take a break. Yeah. What up, guys? We're gonna get you back to the show as soon as possible. I promise you that. But before we can do that, we have to make sure that all of our listeners are looking good and feeling better this fall with Sachi De Dinero. October 14th, Saatchi is releasing their fall 2022 collection. You want a hoodie that's nice and comfortable. You can wear it out when you're running errands. You can wear it out to the bar. You can wear it maybe when you're going to pick up a date. Whatever you want to do this fall, Saatchi's got you covered. These hoodies, they're pre-shrunk and it's an oversized fit. So basically what that means is you're going to want to grab one size down from what you would normally wear and you're going to be perfect. You normally a large, grab a medium. Normally a medium, you want to grab a small. It's very simple, very lightweight, very comfortable. We got a promo code for you. The promo code HAVOC, H-A-V-O-C, going to get you 10% off of your total purchase at checkout. SachiDDenero.com is where you want to go for that. Sachi Dinero, always authentic, never counterfeit. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Best way to support the podcast is to support the sponsors. You support the sponsors. You're supporting the boys, supporting the show, helping us chase a dream, move out of this basement, quit our fucking jobs. Become professionals. Promo code Havoc is how you do that. Let's go into the gambling. Week 17 against the spread. I'll go first. Went 2-1. and one, Hit Giants minus 5.5. Jacksonville minus 4. Did not hit on San Fran minus 9.5. Alicino, how did we do? You weren't here last week. I yeah. not here, so I you. Great. I'm down zero. I, um... Against the spread, I went two and one also. Uh the Jags minus four, Atlanta minus three, and the Jets minus two. My locks was also my parlay. Great news, three for three. Kansas City money line, Detroit money line, Giants money line. That parlay was plus one twenty four. The Kansas City money line being that it was like a plus 
uh, minus fucking two touchdown-ish spread, something like that, dragged it down on the odds. But a win is a win is a win. Uh, money lines or locks. Well, money locks lines, and then do your parlay because um, I did both. I had Giants, Chiefs, and Chargers, all three hit. Um, for the parlay, I only I hit on the one I was most confident about, which was Casey Denver over 45, but did not hit on uh, Cards ATL over 42 or Minnesota versus Green Bay over 47. Um, and like I said to you off air, oh no, Glizzy, go ahead. My Glizzy was the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. They fucking just couldn't hold on, you know, just gave it away. For the third week in a row, uh, my Glizzy covered but did not win. Yeah. I had that's Miami plus three. So. Well, you know, who saw <laughs> Skyler Thompson coming in? Right. Exactly. I mean, both of these teams fucked me in that round. I had a round <laughs> robin involving them. The Jets and somebody else. But if both of them were could have, you know, Teddy getting hurt and the Panthers not holding on, both of them would have won. I would have been up money regardless, you know. So it was a tough one to swallow. Let's move into this week. And how about you start us off? Oh, I'd love to. What do you want first? You want the spread? Yeah, or you against want the, the spread. Against the spread. Against the spread. We have Giants plus 14. <laughs> so easy. I thought about that the too. The easiest money you'll make all week. Pittsburgh minus two and a half. And this one's going to surprise everybody, I feel, but I feel good about it. Tennessee plus six and a half. Yeah, I thought about that. I thought about that because, like, Derrick Henry coming back. Right. Giving it their best shot. Against the spread, I went Minnesota minus seven and a half. Los Angeles Chargers plus two and a half. And the New York Giants plus 14. I agree. Easiest money on the, on the ticket. Mm-hmm. Um, I also went with New York Giants. Plus 14. Um, I took Pittsburgh minus two and a half. Love that. And I took Detroit plus four and a half. I think that game wow. stays close. Yeah, I just It feel probably like, does I just stay feel very like the close. lines come out and they're like, if we don't make it, we don't make it. We weren't supposed to be here in the first place, but I feel like. I agree with you. It's probably it's a Green Bay field, field goal, goal yeah. on the last drive. That's exactly that how I see it going honestly. Down. All right, well, I'm okay with that. Cosby mix. Miss. Let's do some locks. Ready for some locks? Yeah. I got three locks for you. Okay? Okay. One lock. Remember how I said Giants plus 14? Yeah. It's going under 43. Lock it. Okay. Jags and, t- and Tennessee. Remember how I said Tennessee plus six and a half? It's going over 40. Lock it. Over 40. Okay. Lock it. And K- uh, K- Kansas City Chiefs and the Raiders, they're going over 52. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that uh, one I thought. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. My locks are Pittsburgh, Moneyline. Jaguars, money line. Buffalo, minus seven for DeMar. I have Buffalo money line. I also have the Jags money line. Um, and I took Dallas's money line as mm. well, which I was skeptical about, but don't love it. I had a different me, money line, but, but yeah. I switched it out for the Glizzy. So you got a parlay for us, champ? I, I got a parlay. I got a pretty decent sized one. <laughs> Probably shouldn't have done it so big, but I guess because Jack isn't here, I'll fill it in the void. We got a five teamer. Giants plus 14 and the under, like we spoke about. Uh, Tennessee plus six and a half. And then I got uh, the Chiefs over and minus nine. Okay, what are the odds on that? That's 2,383. I love that, dude. Someone's got to swing big, and I'm and I'm only swinging moderately. <laughs> I'm only swinging, swinging to hit a double, maybe a triple, yeah. if we could, you know, leg it. These are all money lines. Buffalo, Minnesota, Cincinnati, Los Angeles Chargers, Seattle Seahawks, plus 597. That's not terrible. Kind of in the same realm as Hawk, but I did over-unders. 
Um, I also have KC in Las Vegas over 52. Um, I have Carolina in New Orleans over 42. Thought about that. Um, and then I have uh, the Chargers versus Denver over 40. That's going to get you to uh, 581. I could see them going over 40 because now without Nathaniel Hackett, they scored a lot last week. That's probably a good one, right. too. That's so probably a really good one. That got you to plus 581. Who's What do you got for GG? For Gliz? Yeah. I'm jumping into Gliz? Yeah, start the Gliz. I have Carolina plus three and a half. Hey, you know, this is a tough week to pick a Glizzy with all of this nonsensory that's going on. Yeah. But your boy just ultimately thought about it for a hot sec or two. You know, a minute, as the kids say. Thought about it for a minute. Thought about it for a minute. Yeah, and uh, I just Atlanta is such a fucking dumpster fire disaster of a team. You see these reports now. Marcus, Marcus Mariota quit on the team after they benched him. Really? Yeah, a dumpster fire of an organization mm-hmm. right now. And I just decided it doesn't really matter – Josh Rosen, Tom Brady, fucking clipboard Jesus, Charlie Whitehurst, whoever comes out there and play quarterback. Tampa Bay Buccaneers plus 175. It's the Lizzie God. Yeah, so I'm going to go, obviously, uh, the Giants here. Thought about it. Thought about it. Here's my reasoning, besides the fact that I'm a Giant fan and I'm kind of pumped that they're in the playoffs. Value, baby. Value and Jalen Hurts. Probably doesn't play. There's no real reason for him to play. Gardner Minshew is a beatable quarterback. Yeah. Giants, I don't think John, I really truly don't think the Giants bench the starters. And I think that they can beat them as is. We know with Gardner Minshew. And um on top of that, the other thing that we have to consider here is the Eagles more than likely are gonna be the bye. So to not so you, you you know to not have Jalen Hurts play now and then have him for that next week as well. There's really no reason for them to play, even a guy like AJ Brown. You know what I mean? He gets two weeks off right now, AJ Brown basically, if he doesn't play the game. So think about that. I just I just can't see Giants benching Which, many. Depending on the school of thought, is either a great thing or a terrible. I think it's thing. terrible thing for them. In yeah. my school of thought, is it's a bad thing for the Eagles, but. Regardless, I think that if the Eagles are going to take their foot off the gas against the Giants here, you're giving everybody who does sit out, and like you said, they know some starts to play, but you're giving them two weeks off. And I just don't see the Giants straying away from why kill momentum. Yeah. There's no there's no reason to. You you ha- you know you're playing next week no matter what. So let's try to ride some good momentum in. Let's not try to, you know, have a second bye week for no reason. That's just my opinion, but I mean that could be wrong. So Glizzy got plus fourteen, I think they're plus three eighty though. They I saw plus seven hundred. Yeah, so I just looked it up. It's plus seven hundred. Okay, I was totally wrong. <laughs> Love that. Love that for me. All right, last week another rough one. Another <laughs> rough one of the Bucks for your boys. Had a three team money line parlay, two hundred on it. it. Was Minnesota, Carolina, and Miami. It's a loss. Two team spread parlay: San Fran minus nine and a half, Jets minus two. Loss. Two hundred on that. Uh, we had uh, – so I wrote something down. I wrote Arizona versus New Orleans over 42.5, but that wasn't the matchup. I'm positive it was whichever one you went with, Brian. So you had Arizona-Atlanta at over 42.5, and, and it was 39. So that's an yeah. X on that. That was tagged with Giants minus 5.5, Detroit minus 6. 300 bombs away on that. And then we had Chargers minus 6.5, Philly minus 6.5, Jacksonville minus 4. Philly didn't win. That one lost too. So we lost another thousand. We're down to minus five thousand four hundred and sixty-eight dollars. We've been here before. All right. So keep it simple, stupid, right? 
Giants plus 14. Yeah. I think we all like that. Yep. I'm going to get the calculator out now. Are you trying to go around? All 1,000. We gotta get, we gotta make some money. Back Three team back. parlay, all a thousand. Yeah, I, we gotta make some money back. Giants plus fourteen. We have, we're now we're chasing money for this. Everyone's game. all about Pittsburgh, right? We all yeah, had I'm Pittsburgh. With Pittsburgh too. I had the money line. You guys had the spread. Two and a half points doesn't scare me. If you want to throw that in there, I'm with it. Two and a half. Sure. I mean, Mike Tomlin has never in his career had a losing yep. season with yeah. the Steelers, and they're currently eight and eight. So, let's go. Let's go that Denver game over. I like that a lot. That's where you said it. Over 40 and a half? I think it was just 40. 40. That's Denver, Los Angeles, Chargers, over 40. Yeah. And we're putting the whole thousand on it. It's 1,000, <laughs> Would that get us out of the hole? Yep. That'd get us out of the hole by about $280. That's, it. that's the for sure. I'm telling you. That's the ticket? I, I think that's the ticket. Brian, you okay with that? I'm okay. I mean... We pretty right. much combined all the bets we had. For all the marbles to get in and up and over, back into the positive threshold entering the playoffs. I'd love to enter playoff season. With money. With positive money <laughs> in the bank. Because I feel like me personally, especially last season, which was a season that during the regular season I got my dick kicked in as well. Yep. I actually did better in the regular season last year than I have this year so far. I feel like the playoffs is where you can really start I to did make much money better in the playoffs. In the playoffs. The and again, season. obvious, yeah. because there's less choices, right? The Bengals and the you Niners know? made me so much money last year. <laughs> the Rams made me fucking yeah. oh, the Rams thousands yeah. last year because of the play, the Super Bowl bet I placed on November 1st. Yeah. So the tickets, three teams parlay. Giants plus 14, Pittsburgh minus two and a half, Denver Chargers over 40,000 to win 5,950. So that's what plus five ninety five, right? Mm-hmm. So just shy of six to one odds on a three teamer that we that we are all super confident in. While we're here, before we um, you know, ask for final thoughts or anything, can someone get me odds to win Super Bowl? I just had it up actually. You got it. I did. I was looking it up. This is what we're gonna call the fucking Bills Mafia bet, dude. They were plus three eighty. I just looked them up before. There we go. That's what I needed. Yeah, plus three eighty. I, I, think, I'm, up in the I think I'm putting that bet in right now. Bills plus three eighty to win the Super Bowl. I'll take it. You know, not going to be probably anywhere near the odds you would have gotten at the start of the year, but it is what it is. Sometimes you wait a little late. Bengals are seven fifty. I like the Bengals a lot too. You okay? Yeah. Holy shit! Oh my god! Never you know seen really someone hiccup and burp at the same time. You know what I really ball? love? You know what I really love? Chargers. I don't. I don't. I'm sorry. Not. I don't. I'm yeah, not. I don't think Hold I on. Do don't either. say nothing. I'm don't not a Brandon Staley truther. What odds would you would would do you feel like you need to get for the Chargers to like want them? I don't want them. No, but what but odds would you say? Ah, it's uh, worth seventeen hundred. <laughs> it's twenty five hundred. Yeah. No, though. I'm all set though. All right, then you don't have to take any. I'm just talking out loud. <sighs> Division winner. What do you mean division winner? No, they still have division winners up. For what divisions? Oh, yeah, he could take the Cowboys just in case some miracle happens. That one makes sense. What do you mean? Cowboys win and, and Giants beat the fucking... It's over. Yeah, that's it. Plus 700, dude. I'm going to parlay those two. Oh, fuck. Which two? Tennessee and... 
<laughs> You're a fucking idiot. No, Wait, so here we are week 18. Mm-hmm. Can we look at the division parlay? No, you can't. Because they fucking pulled it from me. Like, they, they, they like, made it a, um, what do you call it? It's not an open ticket anymore. What do you mean? Like, once the team, who was it that got, oh, the Rams. Once the Rams were mathematically eliminated. It's a loss. They, like, settled the bet. They settled the bet right away, and they were like, peace out. We're not offering you shit. It's over. It's settled. So, thanks, Rams. By, like, week 11, it was settled. So, that's over. Yeah, it's over. I'd love, but I know the Chargers were in there, right? So, yeah, Chargers were in there. I mean, oh, I had you want to see who? It was. Yeah, that's why I want to take oh, yeah, a look yeah, yeah. back now because the odds, you know, obviously. No, I wasn't looking for a cash out. I knew you were dead in the water. I yeah. just want to take a look now. Yeah, no problem. Let me get that for you right now. After you know, I have to verify who I am as a person ten times over. Directing. <laughs> I know it's so. Annoying. All of the sudden, now they want to know who I am. Yeah. Two way authentication. Um. My bet settled. So this was we pick. He picked seven out of the eight division winners and parlayed it before the season started. And we're gonna see how awfully wrong, <laughs> or shockingly right. No, no. Absentee Anthony was. Give me a second. I'm just scrolling through all my bets, which is really unfortunate for me because it's just showing who I am as a person. It's just so many bets. Hey, man, you don't drink, you don't smoke, or use recreational drugs. Everyone needs a something. For you, it's Italian greyhound races. No, 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 no. For you, it's Australian table tennis, dude. I wish there was a way to just like pull up. Like search it, you know, because this is this is overwhelming. This might be a lot. That's all right. We don't have to do it now. No, no. Come prepared on Tuesday. No, no, no. I'm ready to do it right now. I did it before the season started, right? Yeah, like right before week one, I thought. Because I'm seeing, I'm seeing, fucking playoff baseball. (laughs) That's where I'm at. But I had already placed it, so that's fine. We're here. I'm already this far, so we're here. Yeah, I mean, playoff baseball wouldn't interfere with the start of the season if it's by when it was placed and not when it lost. It was definitely by when it was placed. I think it gets yeah. back to that. So you got to go back to late August. Mm-hmm. We're almost there. We're at week one. Oh, yeah. He's doing great. Just looking at all of the money. Settle down. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> Bitching. Here we go. Ready? <laughs> Love that. Yeah. All right. So we had the Rams, ah, 49ers. We had the Bills, All right. ding, 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 ding. Yeah, one, and, one and one. We had the Colts. Oof, awful. Ah. <laughs> we had the Bucks. Oof. Well, they won. won. Not yet. They won. Oh, they're in. They're, they're in. in. They, they, won. Won. they won. Yeah, they won. Yeah, they won. So we're That's two, two and two. Two and two. We had, two the, Vi- two. We had the Vikings. Three and two. Not so bad. Yeah. We had the Chargers. That was not. That was not there good. Go. Three and three and three. And then the tiebreaker, the Bengals, and we don't know yet. Yeah, we don't know yet. Wow. And you had one more, right? That's no, only... so it was seven. Oh yeah, you're right. That yeah. was seven. That was tiebreaker. So, so what's fucked up is so it could be either just over fifty percent or just under fifty. The Colts, you know, 
Yeah, I mean, look, we took a swing and we missed, just like the Colts did with Matt Ryan. What are you going to do? Right. The odds, and what's even crazier is the odds that I chose, if the odds, like if you if someone were to correctly hit this, it would be higher odds than what I had because the Colts were minus 130, mm-hmm. and both those teams were coming in well into the plus, and same thing with the Rams. The Rams were plus 130, and the 49ers were like, Plus something like they were plus like two fifteen or something. Mm. So it would have been astronomically higher the odds. And we did say that if and I will not lie to the people, the good people listening to the show. Just go I, back to the fucking. If I was to do the eighth division, I would have probably went the Commanders, <laughs> and yeah. that would have been a dumpster fire. Yeah. So that's why Switch we didn't on. do it because we weren't really sure. I didn't. I thought the Giants were going to finish last, so I wasn't really sure. But boy. You know, <laughs> so yeah, the lo- the losers, big losers, Rams, Colts, um, Chargers expected way more out of the Rams and uh, Colts. Chargers, I knew what I was getting myself into. You know, but Vikings was a nice hit. Yeah, they were plus uh, two fifty, yeah. baby. I was a big fan of the Vikings going into the start. But anywho, all things must come to an end. Brian, closing remarks. I'm all good. That's week eighteen. That's our show. See you on Tuesday. Uh, we're brought to you by House of Heavy Podcasting, Tiger Pack Productions, Sachi De Dinero, Stay Thirsty Company, Justin's Chop Shop in West Hampton Beach, and Dino Skate Park. Peace out. Stay tuned. <laughs>